guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Talk. We talk about a lot of things. Sometimes they matter, sometimes they don't, but they're always entertaining. We're your hosts, Corel and Emily Rose, and it's 2023. The new year started. Twenty twenty two. How did that go for you, Emily, in the realms of everything, basically? It went. Uh twenty twenty two was a year. Um I mean, I feel like everyone is saying that twenty twenty two was horrible, you know. I feel like that's kind of the general consensus for most people. But I feel like on the Emily scale, it was a relatively average year. I feel like I've had worse years. Um like my grades are better in 2022 so that's cool personally mental healthly worse financially worse but I've always been bad financially so that's kind of like my own fault so all in all I think the year is pretty I'm happy I think I learned a lot of things in 2022 that's what I'll say 2022 was a year of like a lot of I learned a lot of things and I'm happy to take those things that I learned into 2023 regarding like not only like you know educationally because you were students but you know like in my personal life and things of that nature so yeah 2022 I would say it's a learning year out of like it was like I think the year where I gave myself the most space to learn out of all the years every year it was always like just getting through it getting through it getting through it but this year no, 2022 I sat with very heavy feelings of pain and grief well pain and grief for making it sound like it was a terrible year but just I sat with feelings of grief in a way I'd never done before and it was um it felt it felt terrible at first obviously but it felt good near the end like just everything I was coming out of the year with just kind of knowing where I stood knowing that i don't know because now in 2023 I feel like I'm more comfortable with the fact that I have no idea where the fuck I'm going I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing and I don't really need to you know like you kind of grow up especially like being the eldest you grow up with pressure to constantly know where to lead everybody everybody else like you're leading you're leading the whole troop so you constantly need to know where you're going so that everybody else also knows where they're going but I've become a bit more comfortable with saying like I have no fucking idea what I'm doing um like y'all can follow me if you want don't if you don't feel like it I really cannot tell you I'm living my life and my life only and that's all the experience I have um like even in terms of what I want to do when I graduate, I just kind of, I just have general ideas right now, just general ideas of like where I want to be location wise in the world, where I, what I want to be doing. Like I couldn't tell you a specific job. I just know where I want to live, where I want to be geographically, what I want to be doing, what I want to be committed to outside of work, but like within the sphere of like my professional life, I really cannot tell you. And I think I think I've grown to accept that there is beauty in the fact that I'm very open to a lot of things, that I'm not too stuck on like one specific dream um, that I'm not sure is mine because I was never sure. I'm never sure about anything. My interests always change. Um, But yeah, in terms of professional life, that's why I think 2022 ended on in terms of 
romantic love life obviously nothing happened after well not obviously y'all don't know nothing happened <laughs> after um my relationship ended in March um anytime I would come close to potentially like exploring that again I would get just these sort of really intense like almost physically ill just at the thought of exploring being with someone again and I think that's just really telling in terms of like the state that um all of that left me in um but yeah like just going into 2022 knowing that I'm not pressuring myself to be over anything or pressuring myself to like have healed in a specific way because I know there's still a lot of work to be done in that realm for me like figuring out like where I stand on commitment and just the idea of being with anyone long term and the fears that I have regarding that I think has been like the biggest learning experience when it comes to 2022 and it's something I'm really I'm really proud to have gotten not necessarily gotten a hold of but been able to identify last year um so like 2023 I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing I have no idea what the fuck is gonna happen but I'm not scared of that you know not not like before where I would constantly be scared of the unknown and not being able to control every situation now I don't know and I'm okay with that kind of same in like when you were talking about how you kind of know where you want to be geographically and you kind of know how you want like I kind of know what I want my life to look like I have a better picture for my future slightly um I gained one in 2022 I think I started thinking about you know like my future career more where I want to live more um what I want to do next year because obviously I'm graduating and stuff like um like grad schools how to apply to where those grad schools would be possible like career options beyond like what I have you know traditionally been focused on doing and it's been really kind of difficult to 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 take myself out of the box that I had kind of pigeonholed myself into so because everyone's always like oh wait you're like you're doing law right like law school is the next step right like you're going to law school right and it's like you know inshallah if they accept me but also being kind of okay with the fact that 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 might not happen that that might not be the path um that I take um and that I end up doing something else liking it more um so yeah 2022 been a year of growth a year of introspection a year of emotional hardship but also of emotional blossoming growth croissance words um yeah so yeah yeah I think like you kind of grow up with this idea that if you don't know what you're doing at all times you're failing like you're you're going like you're sinking downwards if you don't constantly know what your next move is going to be if you can't visualize the next five years of your life like clearly with every single aspect of it in place and I think like the biggest thing has been letting go of that idea but it's been gradual that's been that's been even before 2022 but I think it's in 2022 that I really settled with like I I yes grew up being the success child and I'm still considered kind of the success child and me not knowing what my next move is going to be doesn't necessarily change who I am or take away from all the things that like make people proud of me my parents don't love me less or my parents aren't less proud of me because I don't know what my next move is you know I I just recently announced to my parents that I'm not going into law even though I'm known for maybe like two three years 
kind of letting go of that idea that my parents aren't don't love me less or aren't less proud of me because I don't exactly know what my next move is even though you know family at large you tell them you don't know what the fuck you're doing and they side eye you but (laughs) um in terms of like the people that are that are, are closest to me in my family or in my life generally my friends and all that I know that they don't see me as lesser than because I don't know where I'm going and I've kind of had to let go of this idea that um I have to be this representation of perfection at all times and it's really freeing you know you get to be the person that doesn't know everything that doesn't do it all it's really freeing yeah because like if you think about it we're really just we're just 20 like we're baby adults you know like so there we there is still so much life left to live beyond what we have already lived um and I think it's so interesting how people like for some reason we have this idea that okay because we are technically adults that must mean that we have our entire adult life mapped out and know exactly where we want to go when like life doesn't really work in a linear manner you know like people hardly stay in the same careers for their entire lives people do different things you know like your dad was a whole engineer and then ended up becoming a teacher you know like people take different paths all the time and so not necessarily knowing what you want to do doesn't mean you're like someone who I don't know it doesn't mean you're more or less capable than anyone else who does know what they want to do and I think that that's really like um like reaffirming and it just kind of takes a lot of pressure off you know like you're not you don't necessarily need to have your 50-year plan when you're 20 you can kind of figure things out um as you go And I also kind of started to under, I started to value social media like a little bit less. Um, I also think, I started to think that like, because you see the stories of people who are like, oh, I'm from Arkansas and I moved to New York to live my best life. And it's like, you also don't need to like completely 180 your life all the time if you want it to be better. You don't necessarily like, need to go like oh I'm from x place and move completely like all all the way across the world in order to experience something different or to be happy like sometimes there's beauty in our own spaces we just don't take the time to realize that because we're constantly looking elsewhere so I thought that like that's something that I started to notice like a bit towards end of the year because I really like the city that I live in actually because I'm always like before I always just think like oh I really want to go to UK English British people I love it I love it you know and then I actually started looking into like the logistics of it and like immigration and like all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I started looking at the city that I live in and I'm like, bro, this place actually is kind of really fun. Like it's culturally diverse. It's in big city. It's nice. Like this is actually a really cool place to be, you know? And obviously sometimes moving is the best option. I'm not saying stay safe all the time, but sometimes moving isn't the best option. And I think that that's something, you know, learning to appreciate stillness I think is a big lesson that I've learned in 2022 yeah yeah definitely as well like I think um because um I don't know if I've talked about this but my parents separated when I was younger and so they had children on their own well they had like children with different people and recently my siblings from both sides kind of started well I don't know how recent I don't remember exactly how recent this was but they kind of started coming together 
And so now my whole family just kind of hangs out even without me a lot of times because I'm not um, in the region. But I've recently just come to realize like I really do have a group within just my family, just my siblings and the cousins who live in that area. Like I really just have this group of people that, you know, I like being around. I realized recently as I went home for close to a month that I felt very homesick, that I had been feeling very, very homesick. I constantly told myself before I moved that moving is what I want to do, you know, and for various reasons, it was the right choice at the time. But I've realized recently that there's, there's a part of me that wants to go back, you know, like I do, like after graduating, I told myself, you know, like, I'm going to go to all these places. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, live in all these random places and I'm going to leave and I'm, I'm, I can't be here, you know, like I have to move. I, I, I lose interest in things so quickly. So I have to be on the move all the time. It was really just like this big lesson in so many areas. And I think it's really informed kind of how I've, how I plan to move into 2023 as well. But do you, do you have any new year's resolutions? I do. The thing is, I hate making New Year's resolutions, but I always make them because yeah. I know that most people fail and most people stop and like all, all that kind of stuff. But I just think it's like a fun thing. I don't know. So I have a few. Um, one of them is to get into the law school, inshallah. Um, one of them is to travel internationally twice. So because I'm graduating this summer, this summer I'm not going to work. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, that's another thing I learned in 2022. I'm exhausted of being perpetually overloaded. Like my brain is, what's that one like clip from Bojack Horseman? Like I'm this close to the deep, like to the edge oh, of yeah. the deep end. Like it, I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's where I'm at. Like my brain is just, anyways. So this summer I really just need rest. And so I'm going to go to Europe. Um, And then in the winter, I'm ready to Cameroon. So I want to travel internationally at least twice hopefully more um I want to read the whole bible which sounds like a big feat but there are many apps who like portion it out for you so yeah. it'll give you like a little chapters a day and not necessarily from I want to read it to understand it because I think that my issue with religion for so long has been like well how can you know something that claims to be so loving you know be the basis for so much hate for a lot of people and I think that my issue is not necessarily religion, but I think my issue is the way people practice it. And, you know, maybe my issue is religion. So I want to find out by reading the Bible. Mm. Um, why not the Quran or the Torah? Because I do not speak Arabic and I do not speak Hebrew. Well, technically the Torah is like the Old Testament. So technically I'm reading the Torah, but whatever. Um, yeah. And I want to pick up a new hobby and stick with it for a few months. So I'm signing up for adult gymnastics, which is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. I want to stick with it for at least three months because that's an arbitrary time frame that I set. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and yeah, those are kind of my 2023 goals. And I want to cook more, but I always say that and I never do that. So that's kind of iffy. But yeah, that's kind of what Emily wants to have accomplished by the end of 2023. Will I have accomplished it? Check back in in a year. Um, but yeah, how about you? Do you have any goals? 
I know for like a, building a habit, so for like gymnastics, I know building a habit, they say it takes like 10 weeks or something. Like if you do something, yeah. like after like 10 weeks, it becomes a habit. How many weeks with that? That's like nine weeks. So I feel like after like three months, it could enter your groups. After three months, you could kind of just build into your regular routine. And so it'll that's my goal. I want to be giving Olivier Brion do backflips at parties. <laughs> oh. Um, what are my New Year's resolutions? I don't have any actually. Recently, I made a list from this this person on TikTok made a list called three fifty or is it three hundred before thirty? So they had a list of 300 things they wanted to complete before they were 30. So mm. I made 250 before 25. So 250 things I want to complete before I'm 25. But I do have some things that I am targeting more than others, mostly because they seem um, either they seem more realistic or they're just things that I really want to do. So like I have goals for like crochet because I, re- I recently got into it again. So like I want to kind of push my limits in terms of crocheting I know that's not always the most exciting thing and I always get mocked for my love for crochet but I do really like um I do really like crochet because it it tests my patience I'm not a very patient person but kind of like seeing the results of my hard work is always so it's always really gratifying um and I I enjoy being knowledgeable about something that a lot of people don't know about um, mm. I enjoy being able to be like, yeah, like this is just like a treble crochet over here. And yeah, like I just kind of like weaved in the ends over there and you just got to, you know, you just got to cast. I, I, it's not casting. Casting is knitting. But anyways, <laughs> regardless, um, just like knowing something or being knowledgeable about something um, and knowing that that comes from work that I actually put into it, not because I just woke up and was good at it, I guess, like because Growing up, I also had this thing where if I wasn't immediately good at something, I wasn't doing it. And so crocheting is something that I currently will say I'm not very good at. And I'm glad that I'm still sticking with it despite not being fantastic at it. I'm glad that I'm continuing to work on projects that aren't going well because I know that I can redo this project and have it be better and better and better. Um, And I, I just love yeah. giving myself that space to just fuck up consistently. That's what <laughs> I love about crochet um but yeah it's like my newest obsession well not my newest obsession along many other obsessions that I've built in the last few months it's my newest thing it's my newest fixation and I hope to stick to it I've stuck to it for a minute so I feel like so like it's pretty promising it's pretty promising long term but one thing I know I'm going to stick to because I keep paying for it every time is pole dancing um I have goals for like the moves I want to be able to do. I want to be able to perform, maybe not this year, but I want to get really close to being able to like perform it. Um, I'm still very stage shy when it comes to everything I've been doing. So it's not necessarily something I talk about as much, but it is something I want to make a huge amount of progress on this year. I want to work on like my core strength because I don't have any core strength. So like I used to have- <laughs> zero and I'm getting to a point like I'm kind of in the intermediate level so I'm getting to a point where core strength is becoming really necessary and I have none so now I need to get back to the gym and work on my core strength and I want to learn how to swim this year because I want to go Pardon? yeah I want to learn how to swim yes I want to learn how to swim this year wait you don't know how to swim no what no I do not know how to swim like I can like not die but it's not going to be word. like I'm trying to be cute. Like I'm not trying to just keep myself alive. 
you know like if I if you throw me in the middle of the pool like I can get myself to safety but I don't want to be like just getting but myself if someone to... says swim from one end of the pool to the next one you can't no <gasps> no what I cannot um no I cannot swim for shit so I need to learn how to do that because I want to go on vacation somewhere tropical and I want to participate in all the activities I don't want to be sitting on the side just looking cute which I will be doing regardless but you know I want to do a bit more than that um so that's also a big thing and what else what's another thing that I oh I want to learn how to make Starbucks drinks like all my favorite Starbucks drinks I want to learn how to make them at home because I recently mm. started getting into like drinking Starbucks all the fucking time and that's just costing me a lot of money so I bought well I didn't buy I was I was <laughs> gifted a coffee maker so that I can start making my own drinks um but yeah it's just like small things like that I, I mean what I call them small yeah just small things like that that kind of just fit already into my day-to-day -day activities that I just want to do and that I want to be able to cross off that list but it's it's a lengthy fucking list like I need to complete at least like 60 things a year to get to like completing the 250 farm 25 so it's 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 a challenge but i'm i like challenges you know but that's yeah. good those are some good things like it's good that like the stuff that you put is like manageable so you're you're gonna be able to attain your 250 by 25 goal yeah like i try not to have the goals be like <laughs> like lose weight because i know a lot of people's goals is always like lose weight but it's always so vague and it's always so discouraging like lose weight you're starting from a point where you fucking hate yourself i've heard how it'd be like oh learn how to do this move or learn how to learn how to um do a pull-up because that's one of the things i do want to learn how to do like do pull-ups especially bro. um yeah those body weight moves i want to learn how to do a pull-up i bro i can't do a push-up i want to learn how to do a push-up i knew how to do push-ups one summer one summer um, i could back in when i was younger I went to Cameroon and I was bored out of my mind and I learned how to do push-ups. I used I to be able to do push-ups. Yeah. Like I and then I lost the ability. And then you stop. So hopefully I'll get it back this year. Some uh, strength. If I if I'm ever able to do a pull-up, no one is gonna be able to talk to me ever again. Oh, he can say Jack shit. Like, the minute I know how to do a pull-up, I'm showing up at every gym during the busiest fucking times. All the bro, and then sometimes when you'll see girls going out, and then like there'll be a bar, and then they start doing pull ups. That's gonna oh. be <laughs> that's gonna be me in like a mini dress doing pull ups because I can. Every single gym is going to be seeing me because now, like, I, I go to the gym in my building, but of course, I have a gym in my school, and my school's near me, so I could technically go there. Um, but I don't necessarily feel compelled to, and you know, running into people that are. The minute I know how to do a pull-up, I'm deadass checking when people I know are coming to the gym and <laughs> they can find me doing pull-ups. You will be <laughs> you will be hearing from me. But yeah, that's that's a goal. But yeah, I try to keep them manageable because I realize that when I put like when I put goals that I can't or that are like that require so many steps that getting to the actual goal is going to take like a long ass fucking time i always feel discouraged and i hate myself so we're not we're not trying to get in that direction this year um but yeah that's that's where i've been working towards that's what i've been yeah, that's what i want to be working towards for the coming year um but yeah it's 
it's fuck like the years because the year always starts and it everything moves so quickly right because then I have like the year starts and then I have my sister's birthday and then I have my birthday and the year and I feel like the year's barely started and I have to like think about the fact that not only did the new year come so now I have all these resolutions and things you want to do but like you're getting old and now you see the my sisters who I like I basically feel like I raised they're also getting old and you have just like all this shit rushing through you in one month and it's cold as fuck and you know fucking seasonal depression all of it is coming all at once and so it's it's always a great time to be alive in January yeah January to me is the worst like from October to January is usually pretty terrible February gets a little break because it's my birthday but like bro oh it has been a time anyway like I feel like the beginning of the new year for me is such a is, is as such an inconvenient time because in my brain, the year starts when school starts. And that's also another thing. I don't know what I'm going to do when I don't go to school anymore. Because so much in my life has been like centered around, oh, school will be on or school will not be on. Like summer. Summer doesn't exist when you're an adult. Like oh. you don't just gallivant because you have a job. It's just hot. So outside. like. You just and go to work hot, and it's like, hot. <laughs> you just go to work and like business casual and you're sweating in your white shirt like there's just so much so to me when school starts that's the start of the new year so like January 1st I'm like it's kind of in the middle of the year because it's when second semester starts yeah so I don't know it's just the clock of the time is weird and we're getting old and it's the middle of the season too like it's not even like start of winter start of spring yeah no it's it's nothing like I don't know why January 1st was chosen actually yeah, because I know in some cultures it's like spring because it's the start of, you know, things are blooming, things are starting up again. I feel like that makes some That makes more sense. That makes some sense. But like, it's the dead of winter. What would prompt you to start? Well, I guess it's the dead of winter here. But even though, even then, I don't think it's, you know, the start of summer in Australia. Like, I don't think. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. It's it's hot somewhere. It's hot in Cameroon. It's hot somewhere. It's hot in Cameroon. But still, it's still not the beginning of a season where but yeah yeah wow so it's a very inconvenient time to be alive but I will say that maybe which which was the worst month of last year for me I think it was I think it was like during that same period as well like the whole January February March period I think like everything was going wrong school always gets the most intense during like the February school always does for some reason the second semester of school is so much worse than the first one always always at least because at least like I feel like at least the first semester is starting up like you know it's new faces ish you know like it feels you feel rejuvenated in a way and it's not yeah it's not dark as fuck like things aren't closing up at four well things aren't getting dark at 4 p.m you know like you don't come in you you were like because right now how I feel with school starting up in like two days because it's January 7th that we're recording this I was I've been a woman of leisure for the past month for the past month I've done nothing I wake up and I do nothing I have nothing to submit nobody to answer to I don't have any type of work like work is done everything's done I'm just sitting around on vacation and now I'm back and it's cold, it's musty, it's wet, it's dark. And I'm expected to be 
excited to go back to school go back to work and yeah it's just it's I don't know like the vibe is always so terrible to start with and then like it feels the semester feels shorter the second semester feels so much shorter and you feel so much more excited with things like I I don't think because Miguel oh let me my school (laughs) my people know where we go have we yeah I was gonna say have we said where we go people know where we go right I feel like I mean Miguel what yeah people have seen me at school whatever y'all know Miguel, not even that um, like not even that like people will dead ass meet me and be like oh i thought you went to that school I oh no like, people will dead ass meet me and be like oh i thought you went to u ottawa even though <laughs> i from my knowledge i don't give any information about where i go <laughs> anyways y'all Miguel, them niggas over there if you're listening to whoever the de- actually let me not say that the dean no, whoever's in charge of the schedule got it so wrong. We started this week. So we started on the 4th. Um, and McGill does this really fun thing where they love to start everything before other people. So in the fall, you guys start, or not, not say you guys, most people start after Labor Day. We start on September 1st. This year, we started on August 31st. Um. And then we don't get a reading week in fall. We get two days after Thanksgiving. So we come back in the middle of the week on a Thursday. Um, And then in winter, we start on the 4th when everyone else starts on the 9th. So, and it's really weird. Like all of this little extra time that we start school is so useless. But do you finish earlier? New Year's happened two days ago. Do you finish any earlier? No. It's so dumb. It's so like I really I would pay someone to explain to me why they do that. It's so stupid. We start early and then so bro, some people, all of my friends, niggas, whoever went to Africa, they're still there. People are still living their best lives. People are still in Ghana, <laughs> in Rwanda, people are in South Africa, living it up. People don't come back on time anyways. So why? Like four days after the new year to start school back is brazy, I think. But like, it's not enough of a rest time, especially considering some people's exams. Some people's last exams is, what, the 22nd? That's And so some people, actually, one of my friends said he had something to submit on the 28th. That's so So, terrible. like, really and truly, that's why the fall semester also seems better, because, like, we're more rested. Because summer in uni is fat. Summer in uni is from, what, April until September, that is a good period. That's a good rest period. And then you get two weeks. And then they're like, okay, get back in it. Like, no. That's so terrible. Like, who gains from that, too? Like, like I, I doubt the profs enjoy that. That's like, the that's thing. Like, no one, like, you can't like doing that. You can't like spending your whole Christmas break grading stuff. Like, that can't be fun for you. That's so terrible. But, wow. Um, Miguel, you heard, make a change. Well, Miguel. they don't care i I remember even the two extra days that we got on reading week before those didn't even exist so before it was literally thanksgiving and then you have to be back at school that only the two days the two extra days only started getting implemented my in 2020 so when we started university but before that there was literally nothing like and then like that only happened because there was like a petition and uproar and then same thing in the winter semester last year, because I think we were supposed to start on the third or the second, and people were like, no, get a grip. Like, we're not doing that. And so they pushed it by, like, a day. That's so criminal. That's so fucking criminal. Men need to be arrested. But, you know, we've been new. Miguel's a fool for crooks, so. 
<laughs> love you though accept me into your law school kisses but you know oh gosh but no that's absolutely that's so horrid that's so fucking horrid i'm really glad i started because everybody starts like even like secondary and elementary school like even high school start up at that time everybody's starting up next yep. week that's so yep. funny they're just trying to be special i love that for them though you know they're really trying to to stick out really trying to make it literally that's the only reason gotten all our resolutions and our goals for the year out of the way let's look at what some of our listeners and our fellow i don't want to say our fellow fans anyways our fellow (laughs) listeners (laughs) have to say about what they want to leave behind because y'all actually are leaving like stuff behind and i love that for you guys um someone said that they want to leave behind a person they had a crush on for two years. As you should. I don't know what's the story behind it. I'm assuming it's nothing good. I'm hoping <laughs> we leave them behind. <laughs> um, hopefully we leave them behind. What do I what do I even have to say about that? Like I've never had a crush left. I've never had a long-term I, crush. A long-term crush is garbage and it's hell. Um Y'all leave it, leave it in 2022. Should have been left in 2021, but strength for you, um, <laughs> listener. It's hard, but when you get over it, you get over it. Um, hopefully, you're not holding on to a garbage person because that makes it worse. Like if they're like, if it's just that they don't like you, that's hard, you know. But if like they're legitimately a bad person, you know, maybe you find comfort in that as you're letting them go. Yeah, exactly. Like, would it not be harder? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, now I see. Yeah, it would be harder if they were a good person, though. Yeah, because it's, like, sometimes, like, it's a good person, but just, like, obviously not everyone's gonna like you in it, so they just don't reciprocate, and so you just have a crush hoping that they'll like you back, and they never do, versus someone who's legitimately, like, a terrible human being, then it's, I feel like that's a bit easier to let go. Hopefully you haven't been chasing him anyways. Yeah, hopefully you haven't been chasing a terrorist for two years. Um, (laughs) But, you know, that happens to the best of us. So, strength no. to you. And uh, leave that person in the dust. You will be better for it. Yeah, hopefully. Because having feelings for someone for that long and, like, nothing ever happens from it. Yeah. Um, cannot so- feel good. No, that cannot feel that cannot feel great. Power to you, girl. Um, We're all behind you, rooting for you to let go of whoever that is. And someone said, <laughs> and someone said TikTok remixes that make no sense. And I actually have commentary <laughs> about that. <laughs> there is not a single TikTok remix, not a single TikTok remix that can be used outside of the TikTok platform because none of them nope. ever make any sort of fucking sense. Like mm-hmm. people are mixing the weirdest fucking songs together. I don't even have an example. Why don't I have any examples? But people are what always. What was that? Oh my God, that Koi Lerae song. Na, 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 na. Mm-hmm. yeah i like that Bro. no i like okay the song is fine and like the original like the jersey like the the one that they originally remixed was fine but it's like you don't need to not every song needs to be remixed to an afro beats version we do not always need a caribbean version for me that's what pisses me off because they'll take the randomest song and then fuse like holdia they'll fuse in like the randomest like dance hall caribbean beats and i'm like bro what and then they'll take another song and then add last last in the background like we don't need it it's okay oh my gosh i know 
No. I feel like that's contributed to our downfall as a, as a community, as members of the diaspora. Because, like, yeah. why do we add a fucking Afrobeats remix to everything that exists? To every single and it's a TikTok thing. Because you can't do that anywhere. You can't go to a fucking club and do that and not have people boo you. Because it, like, it's just, it just messes with the intent. Like, it doesn't always sound good. Like, sometimes you hear the fusion and you're like, can't hey, fuck with it. Bro, it's not every day. It's not. It's not every single track that comes out that we need an American version, a Caribbean version, an African version. We don't. It's okay. No. Like, let it let it lie. Sometimes artists made the song that way for a reason. Let it go. Yeah, I feel like TikTok remixes are meant to be on TikTok and nowhere else. Like, they cannot exist anywhere outside of TikTok. And they're, I feel like there are specific DJs that have learned to, like, create remixes that curate, that are curated for a TikTok audience because I refuse to believe that people in real life listen to those remixes and are like wow I cannot wait to jam to this at the club I cannot 100%. wait to hear this at a party yeah because like, it's because more times the sound is never taken off the app like you don't go to spot you don't get it on Spotify like you don't go add it to your playlist you just if you hear it for 25 seconds and you close it and it's done I mean to be fair the remixes are always like two songs mixed together and like, do people usually do remixes like that when they just put like two songs together and they just like agree that this is going to be a remix of their two songs together? Like and on TikTok? Like, no, but like in real, like in the music industry in general, oh. like two songs are remixed together. Mm-hmm. No, so artists I don't like think. Together and be like, oh yeah, we're just going to have like our two no, songs. No, I don't think so. Ones. Yeah, like I don't no. see that happening either. Because like the way the remixes are put into play, like you can very much tell that these are two songs mashed together. Like, these don't sound like the same song. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, like, they just don't, don't go well together. And that's the thing. It's like, sometimes I hear I see, I hear stuff on TikTok, and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, why would you unleash this monstrosity onto the general population? And then people latch onto it, and it doesn't escape my For You page for weeks. <laughs> and it's so, and then, and there are different permutations. So every day you'll hear You'll hear it, and then someone, some random other DJ will add another thing onto it. And so you'll hear, oh my God. so what was originally one song, monster. and they added, like, it just becomes this, what's that word? Transmographer. Bro, there's a word for it. <laughs> when you've, like, deformed something so much that it doesn't even look like the original one anymore. Transmogrified. I don't know if that, that's not the word. There's a word for it, but you guys are doing that. And it's very disturbing. Leave the integrity of the song alone. Especially and especially when it's a good song. If you want to make a bad song better, sure. But why would you make a good song worse? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like they'll be taking like um okay, th- that Wednesday Adam song. Now oh. and then they turned it and they added that that weird audio. Ta-da-da-da-da-da. and it doesn't sound like you can tell that these are not the same song like these are not they don't go together like I can't even compute them together in my mind they just exist independently and we're just forced together like putting like a circle in a triangle peg like it doesn't work it doesn't work transmogrified is the right it hurts because it's not meant to be put together but yeah um we can we're not gonna leave that behind because i just heard one i just heard a new one (laughs) and i was upset just this morning about a new one so um i guess we're gonna get more of that until tiktok decides to crash and die like twitter's doing um 
something someone else wants to leave behind in vaping bro no this is okay this is something that actually like gets me because guys it is an actual epidemic and it is not it's not to be played with it's a serious thing like people are are people dying no but people are like their lung function sick bro people's lungs are not working correctly anymore people's hearts are getting fucked up over flavored cannabis like come like bro be for real and it's like and i don't because i don't vape we don't vape but i don't understand like because i do not think i've seen a drug or something as obsessing as vaping as like vaping to me is kind of like crack right or like it's like checking your phone you know how you could be sitting there and you check your phone even if you know you don't have like a notification you'll just turn your phone on to turn your phone on or your hand needs to be doing something so you turn on your phone you just always feel compelled to turn on your phone to me like that is the same that is the only other thing i could compare vaping to and that's not healthy yeah people like people are vaping their lives away i didn't know people vape that much two things that made me realize that was one rolling loud everybody and their mom is fucking vaping i didn't i actually did not know that people vape that much i thought vaping because i know there was like a little thing where people are like oh vaping's being marketed to kids and i was like well not these kids you know we're we didn't like we didn't catch on to that and then i go to rolling loud and everybody's vaping everybody is vaping like am i just not around enough people everybody is vaping every single like you see five people two of them are vaping or like smoking or something of the sort you know or yeah, like, like or something of the sort. like everybody is like consuming nicotine to some degree which i found very interesting and another time that made me realize it was when i was i was on a plane um I was someone on vaping on a plane no, no, no i was on a plane and one of the announcers said you cannot charge your vape in the plane and I was like, who the fuck oh. is charging that shit in the plane? Like, they're like, they were emphasizing that you cannot vape. You can't vape in the bathroom. You can't vape in anywhere. You can't vape anywhere, which is odd. They weren't even putting that much emphasis on, like, actual smoking cigarettes. They're like, vaping. You can't vape in the bathrooms. You can't vape here. You can't vape there. You can't charge your... Like, like, I think I would argue, actually, that people vape more than people smoke cigarettes. Or at a higher frequency, right? Because if someone smokes cigarettes... You can't do it in a classroom. You can't do it in the bathroom because of the smell. Yeah. Right? So if you want to smoke, you actually properly have to take a designated break and go outside. And you can't do that every three minutes, right? Because obviously you're going to, you know, you can't be leaving the room every two minutes. But vaping, people will literally hit it under their jacket. You know, they will go to the bathroom. They'll do it in like the most like, you know, people will do it in the gym. So because technically you can do it inside, people do it so much more like at such a higher frequency and it's so scary like people can't physically go like 10-20 minutes without feeling the need to smoke or to vape you know because at least your phone you can be in specific scenarios where you don't think about your phone right so like if you're with your family or if you're with your friends or if you're doing something fun like you won't think about texting or you won't think about your phone you know it's more so like when you're bored and stuff but like vaping like i've seen people do it literally like in every circumstance like people will literally find ways to escape family dinner to vape in the bathroom like they can't be with their friends if they lose their vape they'll lose their mind (laughs) 
I feel like a lot of habits have been built through vaping and like a lot of people are kind of in the space where they're like, I want to give it up. I know there's this there's this one TikTok page of that's literally called Stop Vaping. And it's a guy who has like a hole in his in his neck because he needs it to yeah. because of vaping, like the consequence of vaping. And I feel like we don't talk as much about like the consequences of vaping or at all, honestly, about the consequences of like vaping versus cigarettes. Because I know we talk about cigarettes all the time, but even I'm not entirely familiar with like how vaping leads to some of the things I've been seeing but that's because it's so new that's the thing and that's what people were also saying about like BBLs and stuff like all of this stuff that's super fashionable and trendy and new we haven't had enough time to see the long-term effect of it because people have been smoking for decades it's like we've been new if you smoke a lot you're gonna get lung cancer most likely right if you smoke a lot a lot of stuff gets fucked up but people haven't been vaping long enough for us to have like the long-term effects so we don't know what a vapor looks like when he turns 70 because that's not happened yet yeah oh and that's so i just think it's really scary to see because so many people are affected by that because so many people are habitual vapors it's going to be really interesting to look at and to see the way that like the the obsession and the kind of perspective on vaping is going to change like when our kids are going to be in school that's what they're going to be learning about you know it's going to be don't smoke don't do cocaine and don't vape shit and that's so and i think what's scariest is that a lot of people are learning the consequences of it through their own lived experiences like they're realizing yeah. what the potential consequences are through experiencing them i think that's like that's you know like ex- people some people learn through experience but i think when it comes to your health that's not necessarily something you want and also what's crazy is like social media is so powerful bro if we did not have like tiktok we wouldn't even know about it that's the craziest part like this the guy with like the hole in his neck or i've seen like people who had like heart attacks and stuff like that like we wouldn't know about that information if it wasn't being just distributed on social media platforms like we would not there are so many effects of vaping and stuff that we because scientific research takes such a long time a lot of the general public wouldn't know about those ramifications if it were not for social media so I don't know I just think that that's really like the power of social media is really it's always surprising when you actually sit back and think about how much can be accomplished through those vessels I don't know yeah I think like when I think about the fact that we didn't always have social media I, I can't stop thinking about um like all the folk stories that people were believing simply because they had no way of challenging what was being told to them like you know that uh, that thing where people are like if you swallow gum it'll stay in your body for like seven fucking years <laughs> like yeah this time people were just going around with that idea and no one really challenged it because who has time to go through an encyclopedia just to find out what the fuck happens when you put gum oh when you gosh. swallow gum can you imagine having to look for an every anytime you wanted to know literally anything <laughs> you would have to look through an encyclopedia i would just be dumb I would simply like bro every single time so you want to know how to like anything you have to look through a fat book with multiple volumes please that's what the thing like uh, when I think about like people who are considered skilled or intelligent and all that like I always think how how much did the resources that are made available to you like how much credit can be given to the resources that are made available to you and you being considered like super smart or super talented and super skilled 
That's the thing. Intelligence is more a demonstration of hard work than it is God-given talent most of the time, unless it's like a child genius. But like as an adult, like someone who has just like, you know, a big, someone who's really smart, it's not just like, oh my God, they were just born that way. But it was like, you know, they probably read a lot or they had access to a lot of those resources. So it doesn't really say like, oh, they're just built different. They're just they just work harder most of the time. Not that's not true for like you know the uber rich because yeah. capitalism, but just like sheer intelligence. Because even when I think of like, because I was watching um the Great Canadian Baker, right, and I was like, <laughs> what makes baking good baking? Is it how well you can make like an upside down pineapple cake? Is that what makes good baking? <laughs> like how like what is considered good baking? Because if I could make you know, a really good, like, like a really, really good pack of beignets, for example. Beignets soup, I make it, it's a hit. Is that considered good baking? Or is it considered not illegible because it's not, like, a certain kind of baking? Does it have to do more with, like, the resources that I've made available to me, i.e., like, my culture? You know, how does that affect my ability to have access to certain spaces? Anyways, that's a whole tangent that right. I that's been on my mind for a minute I genuinely always think about I'm like bro literally anybody can cook like you can literally if you can read you can cook you can follow a recipe so what does it mean oh to be a good cook if you could just follow a recipe and do so being a good cook I guess just means that you know a lot of recipes and you know how to execute them without looking or you know how to execute them in a proper manner so if someone says dice you dice and you don't slice because dicing and slicing are different yeah 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 you dice and you don't slice you know if you do the steps properly to obtain the goal but like if you know how to read technically you like or if you, you can observe a youtube video like what stops literally anyone from being like what makes you how can one be a bad cook i do want to say though i do want to say some things well one um yeah to that point like I thought about that a lot as I think about like when people ask me can you cook and so I was like yes in theory like if you show me a recipe I can make it happen. exactly you know like if you show me practically anything and give me the ingredients I can make it happen but then I realized some people are genuinely just very untalented when it comes to using their hands like some people <laughs> you show them like no no some people have surprised me very much blown my mind like you ask you show them you demonstrate videos pictures you do life demonstrations and they will do it wrong um like their hands I don't know I guess hand brain coordination is just not really there I mean maybe it's true that's fair maybe like a certain level of coordination is and also knowing what stuff is supposed to taste like also because if you make a cake and you don't know what a cake is supposed to taste like okay because like you might put like putting it's probably not like when my mom will well I make something for my mom and she'll be like oh this is too salty or too sweet you only know that because you know what it's quote-unquote supposed to taste like no because you have a standard a specific standard that's been set by whoever it is that taught you the recipe Mm -hmm. and they don't know cooking is just so weird like what does it mean like Like, okay you're a good cook okay whatever of Ramsey Gordon Ramsey's a good cook but if I show him dole and I tell him to make dole and he makes it wrong does that make him a bad cook a bad cook mm, and it tastes like see? ass does it make does that make him a bad cook a bad cook does he need to be able like, to cook everything or just whatever the people around him want to eat exactly because if i can make eggs and every time i make eggs they slap does that mean i'm a good cook like 
Or is it just like, that's what I'm saying. I think it's because like your range. So it's because, oh, you can make a lot of things and a lot of, and most of the things that you make taste good, no matter what they are. So if you're five plates, but then again, it's how much is a lot. Because five yeah. doesn't sound like a lot. If I can like make five point, things, does that mean I'm a cook? Like if I have a bad memory, just because I have a bad memory, I'm a bad cook. I'm a bad cook. So if, and that's the thing. So if now every time I cook, I use a recipe book, but the food still slaps. Am I a good cook? <laughs> that's such a random tangent, but that's something I always think about. Like whenever someone asks, like when my dad says, oh, you can't cook. And I'm like, well, I'm an adult who can read. So like, yeah. like can't I? Like, like in theory, I wanted I to make something. I could pull up a recipe like, book and make it happen. Like if something burns in the oven, that doesn't mean you can't cook. It just means that the thing burnt in the oven. And you don't know how to watch it. And like, I mean, if things consistently burn in the oven, if things consistently burn in the oven, does that make you a bad cook or does that just make you forgetful? See? Like, if I leave my thing for too long and it's overcooked, does that make me a bad cook? Well, I guess it makes you a bad cook because you don't know the right... Actually, no. If it's undercooked, you're a bad cook because you don't know the cooking technique. But if it's overcooked... Well, if it's steak and it's overcooked, then you're a bad cook. But if it's lasagna that you burned, then does that make you a bad cook just because you didn't look at the timer? Yeah. Like, like what would really fit into being a bad cook? I always think about that. And it's so, it's such a random thought to have. Well, because whenever you'll see guys on the internet be like, oh, I want a wife to cook and clean for me who makes good food. I'm like, well, any, like, who, like, you know, anyone who really wants to cook will make good food in theory. Because like, okay, you're hating on my food, but someone out there is going to love this. Like someone out there could love this. Exactly. And exactly. And it's like, what does, and then when they talk about, oh, like I want someone who will cook, but just because she can cook doesn't mean you'll like it. Yeah. And just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's I want someone who can cook. And I start making balanmaraxi and you start complaining that I can't cook. Exactly. Like, oh, she's making these meals. Like, isn't that... And then even if I make you tuna casserole and it doesn't taste like your mom's, does that mean I'm a bad cook? Or does that, <laughs> does that mean, mean I just didn't make it like your mom makes it? Like, I don't know. That's so true. Because when I go to restaurants, right? Like I go to high end. That's why I avoid high end restaurants because they always have different standards in terms of what is considered good cooking. And it's oftentimes not my standard because I didn't grow up like, like I didn't necessarily grow up with like Western seasoning. So when I, whenever I see like a three dollar side restaurant, I know it's gonna be like intense Western seasoning, like <laughs> the American seasoning that I'm not gonna like. And so I never really venture that far. Like I always stay within the same little like Caribbean, Nigerian, you know, African. You know, like I, I always, I'm always like in those spaces or in the spaces I don't really give a fuck about like seasoning, and they'll really just go at it with like the salt and all that shit, like fast food or whatever, <laughs> because they don't give a fault. They don't give a fuck about like quality, and so ironically, because I guess because they don't give a fuck about quality, they kind of just don't like. They're not like stingy with putting certain amounts of flavoring. I guess if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I just avoid really expensive places because they have different standards of like what is considered good cooking. And to me, that's that's your cooking, um, not my <laughs> cooking. That's not what I'm eating in my house. And that thought actually expands beyond cooking, it even goes into like, like sports. Like how many people, like we'll say, oh, XYZ is the fastest runner in the world. Okay. 
is he the fastest runner in the world or is exactly he the only person that had like or is he the person that had the most resources to get to that spot and he happened to be the fastest amongst the people who had the resources to get to that spot exactly because he's the fastest at the competition but who's to say the fastest people at the competition are the fastest people in their region the world are the fastest people in their country right because if i'm a poor boy and i don't know anything about you know track teams or anything and i never try out for one <laughs> maybe i run faster than you say both who's to say that i don't <laughs> who's to say that i don't no one's measured it no one's timed it and so to say the fastest man on earth technically we don't know if that's true is he the fastest Olympian? Maybe. The fastest in amongst the track runners? Sure. But in the world, how can we know? Yeah. Because there's so many people whose talents we just haven't exploited. So how can we really like... We haven't exploited. That's the same, the exact same thing for singing. Like when we talk about like, oh, Mariah Carey and um, what's her name? Ariana Grande do these whistle tones that no one else could do. Are we I'm sure? Sorry. So many people sing so many people sing and just don't go there with their singing so many people sing so many people have like resources within the industry that make it so that they get where they are but so many people have that talent as well and so when it comes to singing it's like you know like because being a singer isn't just about knowing how to sing right it's about also like having a specific type of music that people listen to because there are a lot of people who write great music but they don't write it in a way that like they can garner a large audience through that, you know, because how yeah. you garner a large audience changes over time. You know, lately it's been a lot of like through TikTok and all that pizzazz. Whereas like, and like maybe 10 years ago, it was by being featured on MTV. I don't know. I don't know how people were doing it back then. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who people were doing it back then. But like, because all that's changed now, like, especially today, it's not just about writing good music. It's about knowing how to market that music. You need to be a social media marketer, marketing expert. You know, it's about knowing how to, um, how to write music that people relate to, how to write music that like, like that the masses like. Like, there's so much to being a singer beyond just being able to sing. Like, yeah, a lot of people can sing, but not a lot of people can be artists. You know, yeah. you also need to be able to be a personality in a way as well. Like there's so much that goes into being an artist outside of just being a singer. You are also the product. Exactly that. But yeah. Exactly that. That was a big tangent, guys. But I just thought like, that's very interesting to me. Just all of those little questions of like, is it, you know, relativity? That's what happens when you pursue a sociology degree, kids. Um <laughs> pursue sociology and you'll grow up to be just like us on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> in the face of success <laughs> anyways um okay another one of the things you want y'all want to leave behind um less than bare minimum men um negroes are scary negroes are scary jump scare scary creatures i will say this though and i got into an argument with some people on twitter and i made a tiktok about it and i will reiterate it here on our largest platform if a man is nonchalant he does not like you i've seen bro i've been seeing this take this annoying ass take people are like when he's nonchalant for everyone 
but not about you or like oh when he's nonchalant to you but like he gets angry when you talk to other guys and I'm like that man does not like you if a man is nonchalant towards you then people are like yeah he's just chill he's I'm like those two things do not mean the same thing those two words are not <laughs> synonyms nonchalant and stoic are not the same if you see a man who genuinely like does nonchalant I'm getting hyped I need to calm down nonchalant means that you do not care about something so if you say you want a nonchalant nigga you mean it means you want a nigga who does not care about you if he is nonchalant towards you so if like you try to talk to him and he's like very much he doesn't care if you live or die if you interact with him or not he doesn't like you that's different than not like expressing his feelings all the time like there's a clear difference between that and you can tell when someone is shy or reserved Versus when they literally do not care about you. And I feel like I don't understand why people are conflating the two because they're not the same. I do want to say that I think that um, the concept of like nonchalant men or the conversation around nonchalant men. I don't know if you saw that video the by Black Ryan Seacrest. The Black Ryan Seacrest. Mm-hmm. Where he oh, was- okay. Yeah, I know where you're. Yeah. <laughs> people have been <laughs> on his ass. Like letting that. You know what? ripping that man a new one and he deserves it okay because like the shit that man was saying i don't know if y'all saw the video we're, we, we might post it we always say we're gonna post it and then we don't post it but anyways <laughs> um hopefully i remember to post this one but basically just being the most insensitive asshole talking about how he basically like this girl was crying this girl's crying to him like you don't care about me crying in a and i quote mentally ill manner um about how he's treating her like shit and she's like, you don't care about me. And then he's like, and I realized I don't care about her. She's right. And I tell her that I don't give a fuck about her. Who does that for one? Bro. And that, whole, that whole concept of like, oh, nonchalant niggas, niggas that don't care. These men, look, I know we say nonchalant men. I believe that like, although we do say nonchalant men, they're nonchalant because they don't like you. That can be very true. I don't think you need to stick around to figure that out nonchalant men at the end of the day they never practice kindness never practice empathy never practice how to be a decent human fucking being they create this pattern in which they're just horrible to women over and over and over again regardless of whether they like you or not they will treat you like shit it does not matter that he's telling you he wants you he wants to marry you he wants your babies he will treat you like shit because he has never practiced being a decent human being so where it is where is he gonna pull the skill to be decent like you're gonna say oh my gosh he was so nice to this next girl are you sure are you sure he would he like he dogged you out dogged you out to infinite dogged you out so much you you saw hell you saw hell with your own two fucking eyes you think he's suddenly kind to someone else this is a man who can be evil to people just unprovoked like that just for fun just for shits and giggles and suddenly- just for shits and giggles is really the thing because like, like you and also this obsession of like of being with a man who is like mean to everyone but you is odd the thing of like oh i want like or bro i've seen tiktoks or like oh when my friend follows my boyfriend on instagram or when my friend tries to be friends i'm like bro why don't you want your boyfriend to be nice to your friends why don't you want your partner to be like why do you want everyone around you to like I don't understand that the concept of looking for a man who will literally be mean to every single person in the world 
that's not you like what is attractive about that like I don't like why are we people are so afraid of being cheated on and I understand that and so it's like you think that if your man is mean to everyone but you he won't cheat on you that's a shitty mindset sister that's not gonna save you like if a man wants to cheat on you he'll cheat on you and so like why so I feel like the thought of nonchalance like the 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 the, the desire that people have to be with a nonchalant man is because oh if he's nonchalant then like he doesn't care about anything anyone so he won't care about talking to other women we've seen time and time again that's not true so it's no. like why do you want someone who's mean to the people that you love like, why do you want someone who will actively be a dick to people around you that doesn't make sense Black Ryan Seacrest that man made another video talking about empathy and he stitched this guy and he's like yeah why do we need empathy like hey. sure like if i don't make if i don't kill people uh, you know like <laughs> if i don't do bad things like why do i need to be empathetic and i'm like what get that man like i probably misconstrued what he's i probably misconstrued what he said in the video but he was talking about the the essence of the video was that empathy is not necessarily necessary to be a good person and uh, i was like we have lost the plot we have gone so far like how can that even be an argument? How can you sit in front of someone bawling and tell them, you know what? Actually, don't give a fuck that you're crying in front of my face. Someone who was nice to you. Like, someone who like cared for you and was nice to you, you're going to sit in front of their face when they haven't done anything wrong and purposefully hurt their feelings more. And people are in the comments talking about, oh, at least he's honest. Sure. Can we stop with that, actually? No, no, no. I'm like, not even sure. Can we stop with that shit? Why is your honesty the rudest fucking shit? Why is that your honesty? Can we look into that? Why is that you being your most honest self? Why is your most honest self a terrible person? A terrible person. Like, why? Like, there's no time and place, right? If someone is bawling their eyes out in front of you, hey, let's think maybe now is not the time to tell this person that I don't give a fuck about them. Maybe let's like, like let's not try to hurt this person more in this moment. You know, like why do you care so little for others that you are willing to purposefully hurt them in order to serve this like, this not even a cause. Like the whole thing, like oh, at least he's honest. Does the does the honesty of that particular moment outweigh the fact that that other girl now feels terrible? Like and literally she'll probably carry that moment for like a very long time. Like this is honestly traumatized thinking about that moment, thinking back. And you like, like, like what did you even gain? Like, did he feel like a what did you gain? Person? What did you fucking gain? And people will be like, oh, like, I don't want to live a lie. You couldn't live a lie for an extra 20 minutes for her to compose herself. Like, you couldn't live a lie for an extra day <laughs> for her to like figure it, like, like I I don't know I don't know like it just and then why did and then you just his, say oh I'm breaking up with you why did you just break up with her and leave? why did you, why did you exactly. have to why do you need to tell her that you don't care about her why can't you just stop messing with her? like there's so many the whole brutal honesty thing it's a thing that a lot of people have been doing on TikTok even like content creators like femininity creators and stuff like that like the whole brutal yeah. honesty thing it's so a lot of the time sometimes it's necessary right of course sometimes you need to sit someone down and be like listen this is how it is and i'm sorry but that's what it is but the way that they choose to do it is never appropriate no no ever never appropriate and 
not often called for. Like, very much. What did she do to deserve that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this whole idea that once a man meets the one, he's just gonna be this great person. And if you're not the one, you deserve to get like absolutely dogged out and treated like shit. I will never subscribe to. Um, if you're a terrible person, personally, like I can't go for a guy that I know just stepped on other people consistently and then got to me and decided to make a change. I can't exactly like if an like ex comes was back, like I'm with a guy and an ex comes back talking about oh he ate my dog and pushed my mom down the stairs. I'm not <laughs> with you, no matter how nice you are to me, no matter even if I can see into the future and I know that you will never even look at my dog like a meal. I will not mess with you because what the fuck is wrong with you? Why did you have to go through those moments where you treated people like absolute dog shit just for fun to get to this point where now I'm the person that's deserving of being a decent, like of you acting like a decent human being? Why can't you, why can't men not be interested in people? And I know I'm saying men, but this, I know this applies across the board. Yapa, 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 yapa. Anyway, <laughs> um, why can't some guys just not be interested in you and have that be that they're like, not interested in you they move the fuck on or they're not interested in you and like like why can't they just be that why must it be i will drag this person in i will dog them out i will put them through this i will put them through like, that they'll cry on their phone honesty is never normal. their honesty is never normal it's never just hey you know not really feeling it like let's stop or like hey I'm not looking for anything serious. If you want to do stuff, that's cool. But like, I don't want a relationship right now. It's never normal. It always has to be this random extreme of treating women like absolute garbage. And and for me, the worst part is the fact that they do it on purpose, right? If you treat people like shit and maybe it's a thing and you don't notice. And then you have a point in your life where you reflect and you're like, hmm, I actually treated all these women like garbage and I'm so sorry. And if I could go back, I would do it different. But no, that's not what these people are doing. These people are actively making the decision to treat, to string these people that they don't like along, to make them feel like garbage, to do them so despicably dirty. And then they meet someone that they kind of like, and they're like, yeah, I'm over it. Like, why? How is that a good partner? How is that someone that you actively want to spend time around? And I think that's like, and I think that's also the thing. I think like a lot of guys are kind of taught that, you know, that they're going to be terrible to women until they find the one. That like yeah. they're going to be this flawed character. Like you're going to be this flawed man. And then the one will turn you into this prince charming. She'll make you like, stop like, wanting to behave that way. Exactly. She'll make you want to stop behaving that way. Like that, it won't come from you. It's going to come from someone else. You know, it's going to be an external force that's going to put you down your righteous path. And obviously that's not how that fucking works you know like you need to like have some knowledge of what it means to be decent to be decent and I think even when the right person does come along they're just kind of assholes to them like I don't even think yeah I think men that are consistently assholes to women are incompatible with the kind of women they're looking for if they're looking for like healthy relationships I think if anything they're not even compatible with those people because they're assholes like how yeah. is how is any decent person going to like you or anyone that's into like you know healthy attachments calm cool relationships <laughs> types like how is anyone that's into that going to want you when you dog people out for free yeah like I think it's the whole thing of like oh you know she'll 
she'll make you want to be a better man because like if you do the things that you do to other girls you'd feel bad doing them to her you know you so you can cheat on everyone else but oh if I cheated on her and she found out and she was sad I'd be hurt and that's how I know this is the person I want to marry like be serious yeah and the thing is that doesn't doesn't stop them from cheating on these women it doesn't those women they call the one and that make them feel bad when they do cheat they don't stop necessarily because the habit's there you know the habit is stronger at the end of the day the the habit ends up being stronger than the will yep oh that's a good yeah yeah yep yeah like you only ever one way a good phrase how are you stronger than the will so moral of the story yes leave those people in 2023 or oops wrong year 2022 um the nonchalance we don't want it you want someone who is chalant you want someone who actively (laughs) cares about you and who demonstrates it and who vocalizes it and that's difficult obviously for a lot of people but like the right person will do that like don't like don't try to play all these mind games of oh my god I think he likes me because he responded to my text an hour earlier like be serious no (laughs) well okay to be fair I've never really dealt with a nonchalant man so I don't have like any personal anecdotes in that regard but I can say that I've never really that I've never dealt with someone that's necessarily made me feel like I was like their one person so I would say in that regard I do have experience and like I think when you're identifying or in my experience at least in the experience that I'm currently going through when you're identifying kind of patterns in relationships I think there's a lot of um for me at least there's a lot of like um freedom that comes with identifying the ways in which you've become accustomed to certain patterns or why it is that you like or prefer certain patterns in your life like coming to identify why it is that I've gone for the people I've gone for has been very freeing in the sense that it puts kind of power back in my hands it's not this constant oh I just happen to attract these horrible men it's just this constant (laughs) it's this oh I I exhibit xyz behaviors when I'm meeting people that make me more compatible with men who have xyz needs um but yeah like that's that's always my nugget when it comes to those things like identified like you you go through a string of men they're it's looking very carbon copy you know and you're mm-hmm. telling yourself men ain't shit yes they're not shit but also in which ways do we create space for nonsense um through the things we've experienced in the past and like just th- there's just so much of that like create like connecting those dots between like oh I experienced this in the past and I've become familiar with it and now every single guy I date behaves like this or every single guy I go for behaves like this yeah you know like it, like, doesn't, make oh, it doesn't make me feel as I was just wake up one day and a terrible and like I'll just wake up one day and then my man's gonna be behaving like or like my my husband's gonna be behaving like every single guy I dated and it's like oh my gosh how could I you know like it doesn't it doesn't feel like it puts less fear in me when it comes to imagining myself being with someone long term because then I feel like change can happen yeah like final nuggets about the evil men (laughs) I know that as someone who's experienced as someone as a survivor 
of nonchalant nigga. I I think a lot of the times, because for me, it felt like a game and I like being good at stuff. So it's like a thing of like, oh, he didn't do this for other girls, but he does it for me because I'm special. So you want to kind of win his affection, you know, like it's kind of like academic validation, you know, you just really, really want this person to like you because if this person likes you, that means you're special because he's never liked anybody else. You know, you're craving that like validation from that specific person um, because of that specific thing. And y'all, it's not worth it. It's not. It's not worth it. Um, It's not worth your sanity um, because it's quite embarrassing to chase after someone who does not like you um so yeah if if anything if anything even if you still have the urge to go after these nonchalant individuals just think about the fact that they will be laughing at you behind your back um and that should be enough the shame of that alone should be enough to you know hold you back from doing certain things sometimes it's not i've experienced it but most of the times it will be you know what this is not something that you i would pray for for people usually but i'm praying that one day you catch that man laughing at you just so you know. <laughs> one day you catch that man in his messages <laughs> laughing at you with the girl he told you not to worry about please oh my god that, that no being laughed at with a no okay that would be the end of me personally i think i would have to bury myself in a hole just the thought of that makes me ill for y'all it, it gets better i promise i think <laughs> Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Black Girls Talk. We hope you enjoyed listening just as much as we enjoy recording these episodes. Make sure to follow us on all our social media linked in the description. And we cannot wait to be with y'all next time. Bye.